with Aaron, Polly, Wayne, and some other guy. I'm Aaron. I'm Polly. This is Wayne. And this is the associate who must not be named. You know, I'm pretty sure that he's undead. It's some kind of zombie manifestation. He said he wouldn't come back over his dead body, so we had to kill him. (laughs) And reanimate him. Yes, with some demonic incantation, no doubt. (laughs) Well, yeah. yeah, you, You can't do it with, you know... Some other type of incantation. It's got to be demonic. Unfortunately, to get the associate who must not be named back on the show, we had to sacrifice Tim's virgin blood. That's right. The wall is smeared with Tim's virgin blood. Someone's going to have to clean that up. And I think it's going to be the associate who must not be named. And by wall, do you mean the inside of his car? Yes. Yes. Wherever he records the podcast. So if you haven't caught the theme already, this is our special Halloween episode. Should we call it our second annual? Because I know you love that. Stop it, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) And next year we can officially call it our annual Halloween. That is right. Grammatically correct. At that point, we can refer to it as our annual show. But not until then, Paul. Yes, sir. Yeah. So what are your plans? What are you guys doing for Halloween? Do you guys give out candy? I know Jonathan doesn't because he's still (laughs) trick-or-treating. You know, I'm hoping I will. I've uh, This is the first year I've been in a house. Mm-hmm. So I've been in apartments. And growing up, we were about two miles outside of the city limits. So we never had anybody you know, come by to trick-or-treat. So I don't know until Halloween night whether we get kids trick-or-treating around here. Yeah. So we're going to have a bucket of candy ready, and I'm hoping that we do. But I don't know yet. If not, you'll just eat the candy? Yeah, that's why my wife is picking out candy that she particularly likes. <laughs> You know, uh, I we have two different types of candy that we give out at Halloween. There's the good candy, which is uh, for the little children that come that are dressed up in costumes. And then there's candy from Easter about three years ago <laughs> that we give out to the kids who don't wear costumes. Because when you're not wearing a costume on Halloween and you go door to door for candy, I call that begging. And so, you know, have a peep. <laughs> I like that in idea. a Ziploc bag. That's right. And just hard as a rock. Here's your peep. <laughs> Par- parents uh parents don't bring their kids to my place anymore. Not after last year. What Apparently you- they get they get creeped out when you open the door, you're like, You want some popsicles? <laughs> I got a whole ton of popsicles in the basement. And Jonathan's wearing his leather pants and smoking one of those funny cigarettes. <laughs> now, what I was no, thinking sir. about doing is uh, we've got a fire pit, and I want to take it out front, get a big bonfire going, and maybe roast some marshmallows and sit out there on the lawn chairs and in a costume of some sort and give out candy. But if nobody does it around here, we'd be the strange couple sitting out on our yard (laughs) on Halloween with no kids coming around to get candy. Man, I know exactly what you're talking about. Our first year in this house, we weren't sure what the neighborhood did, you know, in terms of Halloween, because, you know, our tradition is we sit out in the driveway and give out candy, largely because the dogs go nuts when somebody knocks on the door or rings the bell. So, you know, if you're if you're already out in the in the driveway, you know, you're 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 keeping the dogs from freaking out. So. Our first year, you know, Suzanne and I are out there in the driveway, and uh, I, I'm wearing my costume, which is a uh, a cape and you know helmet and goggles and whatnot. We're of course, you know, drinking. <laughs> so you know, the wife's got a, a glass of wine going, and I've got a you know a beer going, 
And, you know, here come the neighbors and, you know, all of a sudden we're thinking, oh, you know, what if they're not drinking neighbors? What if uh, what if they don't observe the adult beverage? And so, you know, here come the, the neighbor kids coming up with their parent escort and realize that the parent escorts are hiding the beer behind their back because they're afraid about the same thing of us. <laughs> what if the neighbors aren't drinkers? And then we all realize we're drinkers. And, you know, so now it's our tradition to sit out in the driveway with the neighbors drinking on Halloween. That Which is really, an extremely it was white story. Of, it really was ridiculous <laughs> of you to be worried about that. I mean, you're from Texas. Everyone there is drunk. That's not true because, you know, you've got the Baptists who, who drink in secret. <laughs> but they're still drunk. They're right, but they drink in secret. They're not supposed to know, you know. You're not supposed to know they're drinking. They're not supposed to know you're drinking. It's, Wayne, it's, I think uh, you're uh, confusing Texas with Boston. No, no, I'm not. People are drunk in all states. I don't know a single sober state. I put out the outside speakers and play Halloween music and have the torch lamps out and you know have the whole little you know scary thing going on. Yeah, I have a friend that makes a a couple years in a row. He's made his own fake smoke machine. Uh huh. Where he'll go out and buy a bunch of dry ice and he'll get cardboard boxes put together and poke holes in certain places and every year he'll set up this big thing in his yard and you know do the Halloween thing that way. That seems like a lot of effort. Why doesn't he just buy a smoke machine? machine? Yeah. He's the kind of guy that will uh, – he doesn't wouldn't want to actually buy a smoke machine, set it out, and reuse it each year. But he'll spend hours at work usually putting together <laughs> – you know, going to the effort of making this look cool just because he realizes, hey, I bet I can do that. Uh, see, I just plug mine in. <laughs> so, Paul, since you have one and you plug one in, do you ever use it to make an entrance when you're going into the bedroom? Huh. <laughs> Actually, that's where I. <laughs> I guess the better question is, do I ever not use it to make an entrance when I come into the bedroom? Do you have lasers as well, Paul? I have a disco ball. I don't have lasers yet. I'm saving up. And of course, this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that that I just have a remote controlled iPod that I just pop on whenever I walk in. But Nepal- uh, yeah, the, the the lasers are are on the Christmas list next to the uh, iPad. He makes the full professional wrestler interest that she just looks up. I've got a headache. It's from all this fucking smoke. <laughs> She's coughing, passed out on the bed. Now, you know, Jonathan doesn't need a smoke machine because he is himself a smoke machine. Yes. I, if anyone who's been to a bar with me knows that's the case. Are you still able to smoke in bars where you live, Jonathan? Uh, <laughs> I live in Alabama, dude. Like, you can still smoke I don't know if they passed that here. law. <laughs> yeah, you can't smoke anywhere in Virginia. Which is strange, because aren't y'all a tobacco state? Yeah. That, that just, that is so I don't weird. know how that shit passed. Yeah, that is so weird to me. Well, I your, mean, your tobacco lobby isn't doing what they ought to be doing. Exactly. Paying off people. Exactly. But, you know, you have to have a separate area with its own ventilation system in order to have a smoking area. But the problem is, all those places do it, and then they say no cigar smoke. Yeah, that's fucked up. What the fuck? I'd much rather smoke, smoke a cigar, cigar than one of Jonathan's nasty cigarettes. Just saying. One of his Marlboro Lights. <laughs> he smokes I, menthols. <laughs> yeah, I don't smoke Marlboro Lights. <laughs> Jonathan funny. is secretly a black man. <laughs> you know, in, especially when I moved around here, a lot of people say that. Uh, but it was actually because uh, back in Tampa, I started smoking around chicks and – Chicks in Tampa, that's what they smoke, it's menthols. So you thought you would fit in amongst the chicks or impress them? 
No, it's just it's just the first cigarettes that I bummed off of people were menthols. Ah, so you gotcha. developed you developed the taste for it early. And Jonathan has a tiny giny. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Indeed. So Paula, I know that you're a great big Halloween freak. You know, that this is your, your favorite time of the year. Um, how old yep. were you when you stopped trick or treating? Twelve. Um, you know, I uh I I don't know if I I guess I hit that growth spurt early at twelve. And let me tell you, um because in Virginia you have to stop at twelve. That's Why? the law. I don't know, maybe that's the law everywhere. Are you saying that there's an actual law about how old you can be to trick or treat? Yes. Oh, that is what? fucked up. In- some, somebody actually passed a law that says this <laughs> this old no older for trick or treating. Yep, that is insane. Wow. I'm not kidding. Wow. So when I was 12, you know, I I had, I had hit my growth spurt, started hitting my growth spurt. And so let me tell you, the 12th year of my life of trick or treating was traumatizing because I was <laughs> tall. So people kept getting angry at me. And not giving me candy. They're like, you're not 12. I'm not giving you any candy. It was really hurtful. And Fuck so everybody. Many, you know what? How many of those houses did you egg? I, I did not egg any of them. I went home and I cried myself to sleep on my three Snicker bars. <laughs> no, it wasn't that <laughs> I mean, I got some candy, but I do remember some people turning me away. I Like, you know, are you sure you're 12? Yeah. I mean, I don't have any ID. I'm 12 years old. Wow. Is anyone yeah, else going to Paul will tell there. us these horrible stories and then then follow it up with that? Uh, no, nah, I'm just kidding. I don't think he's kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no wow. I am not kidding on this one. People were mean because I uh, they thought I was breaking the trick or treat law because it's so important to not trick or treat after 12 years old in I Virginia. Stunned that the, that anybody ever legislated the age of trick or treat propriety, I and mean, that is just. <laughs> that is insane to me. Yeah, because I mean, at that age, I was trying to get my uh, my niece to go trick or treating so I could put on a costume and go out with her and get more candy, just because I didn't want the uh, everyone else. You know, you get that you get to that age and you get a little self conscious about well, what will people think if I'm still going out and trick or treating? They'll think but you're on awesome. the other side of your mind. You're thinking, I want the fucking candy. You know, as someone who gives out candy on Halloween, I don't care how old you are, but wear a costume. That's what drives me crazy are, are, are the kids that show up at your door not wearing a costume. And it's not an issue of economy, you know, because, you know, some people say, oh, no, it's because those kids' parents don't have any money to buy a costume. You wear your dad's clothes and you're a hobo. You know, I mean, it doesn't take anything to make a costume. And it just drives me crazy you know, when I show up to the door without them. Yeah, you know, and don't get me wrong. It's not like we were rolling in money when I was growing up, you know, but I still always had a costume, even if it was That's a right. fucking – you know, mask and wearing all my black clothes. You That's know? right. At least wear a mask. Come on. Yeah. Something. Yeah, I, I envision Paul dressed all in black walking down the street and a car just, you know, coming up on him and honking because they can't see him. <laughs> I, w- I would have been the and type his parents of tell, His parents putting the costume together. This is just for you. We want you to walk in the middle of the street when you go trick-or-treating. <laughs> Way to take it to a dark place, Wayne. <laughs> I, I would have been the, I would have been the type of person to dress up as a twelve year old uh-huh. for Halloween if I was living where Paul does. Like, it's just like, where are you supposed to be? Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that idea for a costume. 
So, Jonathan, how old yeah. were you when you stopped trick-or-treating? 16. Okay. See, that's, that's, that's about what I was expecting to hear. Wayne, how about yourself? Probably around 13 or 14. Now, the very last time that I trick-or-treated, I was 18 35. years old. <laughs> and and it, it, I had not trick-or-treated regularly since then, but we had uh, – I was in college and – we had stopped over at a friend's house to pick him up, and he hadn't gotten home from work yet, and it was you know Halloween, and kids were out trick or treating, and the guys with me were like, "Well, what do we do? You know, we got to wait for Phil. What do we do?" I'm like, "Let's go trick or treating," and so you know none of us are wearing costumes, right? So we're just irritating eighteen year olds showing up at pe- people's doors. And we got to this one guy's door, and he's like, "What do you guys want here?" And I'm like, "Tricks and or treats." Well, we don't have any of that here. Got a sandwich. People weren't receptive to the 18-year-old's trick-or-treating. Without costumes, you broke your own law. I did. Well, you see, I learned from my own mistake. We would have probably Uh, have been better received had we been wearing costumes. Oh, I hate wearing a costume. I stopped wearing a costume early on in the trick-or-treating thing. See, I love costumes. You would get Aaron's nasty-ass candy. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) I remember the last year I trick-or-treated, I had the lamest costume ever. I went to one of those uh, party supply stores that did, had costumes and things, and I picked up a the stupid plastic ears that you put over your ears that have a knife blade on one end and have the you know the hilt of it on the other. And I just popped those over my ears, and that's all I did the last year. No fake blood, nothing else, just a knife going through my head. And it was the lamest costume ever, and I should have gotten the bad candy for it. Now, I am the reason that they changed our uh, uh, Halloween uh, costume policy at work because uh, my first year there, they, they were having a you know masquerade. Everyone come in, in your Halloween costume. We'll have a contest. So I come, and I've got the you know, devil horns, third eye, dark robes, you know, the whole bit, you know, all demonic and whatnot. <clears throat> and you know, they were expecting people to come dressed up you know, maybe as a clown. <laughs> and so, you know, from that year on, it was you can come dressed as a celebrity, but you can't come dressed as you know the demon. <laughs> you know that's that's uh, that's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, yesterday, I'm driving around for work, and I see this church with a sign like Sunday costume contest, no scary costumes! Exclamation <laughs> point. I'm like, oh, you can't be the devil to church. That's right. Reformed <laughs> devil. <laughs> so they yeah. offer the Halloween costume thing at work. And so the first year that they did that, I'm thinking, okay, I grab my Batman poncho, I grab my cape and all. And then as I'm grabbing all this stuff, I'm thinking, I wonder how many people are actually going to do this. Everyone said they were, but, you know, you never know. So I get it all nice and neatly folded and put in a, a bag that I put in my trunk. It's like, okay, if everyone's in costume, then I'll run out to my car and I'll get it and I'll go to the bathroom and I'll put on my lame Batman costume. And I get to work and nobody's in costume. There's like one person. And it's like, wow, I, I'm glad I didn't walk in in full costume because I would never live this one down. <laughs> yeah, I, but that I think one it, person who did <laughs> felt like <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's great that, you know, Wayne will wear his Batman poncho to work because you all know that he wears that Batman poncho to bed. That's his sex <laughs> poncho. <laughs> Batman you know, smells like sex. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The, the bat pulled tightly. 
we had a, uh, a formal meal at work one day, and and so the everyone was saying, you know, we're we're gonna have this, you know, great big meal, and it was like around Thanksgiving or something. So let's all dress up. And so you know, guys are wearing their jackets and ties, and women are wearing dresses, except for the one guy who misunderstood what dress up meant, and he came dressed as a pirate. That is badass. That's <laughs> That dude's my hero. <laughs> Wait, we're, we weren't dressing up in costumes? <laughs> awesome. I, I, that is awesome. Speaking of uh, work, uh, uh, last year, uh, my old boss was fucking with me about uh, – he was saying he was saying uh, Halloween this year because it fell on a work day, I believe, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. He's like – he's like that – that day we all have to come in costume and i was like i'm not doing it (laughs) he's like he's like you have to like the company said you know we've we've all got to do this and i'm like i'm like i will be fired first why are you so anti-costume i don't put on a costume for anyone it's the argument i've had to have with girlfriends for years upon years uh, they're like, they're like, let's go to this Halloween party. I'm like, right on. I'm not wearing a costume. They're like, you'll be the only one. I'll be like, then that's just how it is. Because I have no problem going to a Halloween party. And they're like, who's the loser didn't put on the costume? I'm just like, eh, whatever. They're like, what are you, lame or something? I'm like, eh, you're absolutely right. I will be comfortable at this party. <laughs> you are a bah humbug. You are I really a am. Bah humbug. Why? Why would you not be comfortable in costumes? Unless my costume is a t-shirt and jeans, <laughs> because I like to be comfortable. Well, but I mean, I, couldn't you dress up as a hobo? Hobos are naturally co- uh, comfortable. You no. could dress up as Punisher. He's basically a t-shirt and jeans. Yeah. <laughs> or Superboy. You'd be an awesome Superboy, Jonathan. Yeah, I think I think no costume is better than a lame-ass costume. <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. I'd rather I, I I want to see people try. I agree. I'm see, happy, and I expected I the opposite from you, Jonathan. I have a I know a couple of people that do the gross out costumes every year, and that's what I expected out of you. Like a friend of mine's dad, growing up, he decided one year he was going as a bloody tampon. Yeah, and yeah. it's things like that that are just so disturbing. I expected stuff like that from you. I'm disappointed that you're a no costume guy because I was expecting some really depraved costumes in your past. I had a friend who went as uh, an abortion, so he had the coat hanger going through his chest. Oh, that's badass. (laughs) See, you could be comfortable that way. (laughs) (laughs) No one else there will be, but you would be. (laughs) I was about to say, who, who leaves the house and says... I'm going to go to this party as an abortion. <laughs> like that's going to be I'm going to be the life of the party with my abortion costume. Awesome. <laughs> Speaking of costumes, um yesterday in Norfolk, they had this thing called Survive Norfolk. Norfolk, Virginia, by the way. I, I don't know how many freaking Norfolks oh, there are in the United oh, States. Oh, you mean uh you mean Norfolk. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Norfolk. No, it's Norfolk. <laughs> Norfolk. Norfolk. In uh, Hampton Roads, Virginia, <laughs> they have a thing called Survive Norfolk. I'm, I'm going to just read you the, the brief description. Get ready to run, duck, hide, outwit, and outmaneuver your opponents as you take to the streets of Ghent, which is in Norfolk, to survive in the most epic race for your life. It's part tag, part foot race, part zombie apocalypse. 
You have two and a half hours to make it from starting point to the end point, but be aware there are four checkpoints you must stop at on your journey, and the entire time a horde of zombies will be chasing you down. If you get caught, you become one of them. If you get to each checkpoint and make it to the end point without being eaten alive, then you'll survive the game. It, it's a real thing. 6,000 people showed up for this thing. Oh, my God. That sounds like a yeah. lot of fun. Well, you know, I was like, I'm going to, you know, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I was like, you know what? Running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, you know, people, people like to talk about the zombie apocalypse. No one wants to. No one wants to really find out how much being overweight is going to hinder you in the zombie apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) It is not important to be the fastest person in the zombie apocalypse. It's just important not to be the slowest. Like, I'm screwed. I wouldn't be able to hide because I'm always smoking. (laughs) Well, the the important thing is to surround yourself with other people and then hobble one of them when the zombies show up. So, (laughs) So that, you know, he becomes devoured while you're running away. That's my philosophy. Yeah, but you know what? In a fake zombie apocalypse, you don't want to break someone's leg <laughs> just to win the game. <laughs> you're not, you're just not taking it serious enough, Paul. Yeah. I play to win. I'm just saying. That's right. As long as they don't have to roll social skills against them, I'm cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a real horror game. <laughs> yeah, so, I was wondering about that yesterday, yeah. though. The For... For everyone here, what would be your preferred method of apocalypse? You've got the zombie invasion, the machines taking over, alien invasion, nuclear holocaust, um, natural disasters, all etc. If you had to survive in one of them and had to, to live through it, what would be your preferred method of holocaust? I would go with uh, nuclear holocaust because I'm not Jewish, so I'd be good to go. <laughs> What? <laughs> I, I I would go with the one where I take over the world. The Th- that seems to be the one that would be most appealing to me. Paul destroys the world. <laughs> well, I think I would go for alien invasion because at least there there'd probably be some anal probing. So. Whoa! What, wait! 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 What? What type of aliens are we talking about here? Well, I don't know. Just the guys that show up that you know are all about ass. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. It's the he means alien like. Aliens, alien. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Just like that, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's unwinnable. I would take zombies over those things any day. See, I think zombies are unwinnable. Because at no, least you can kill the hive queen. Yeah. But what about the rest that? of them? Well, you, you know, know, if, you, if you kill the hive queen, then you then you're just killing the uh, the 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 soldiers after that, and then then you're fine. It's completely a winnable scenario. See, I have to say, I like stuff, so I think zombie invasion would probably be my preference because then you can go into other people's houses and take their stuff. But you know, the uh, the zombie apocalypse, you know, it, it's it's just a you're just fighting the clock is what you're doing. You know, it's how long can you hold out. Who's going to be the last man standing? The zombies are going to win. There's really no way to beat that scenario. I, don't know. I think there are more bullets than zombies. Uh, I think if you got into an appropriate place, you could shoot enough zombies. You just can't turn on each other like they do in all these movies where it's like, we want to show you that humans are more evil than zombies. They are more well, evil. They, they are. <laughs> well, then I'll be alone so that nobody fucks up my safe place. Uh, see, you, it's just because be you like your privacy. Comments. 
there's gotta there's gotta be a healthy balance, Paul, because people who are alone they're they're just as screwed. Depends on how many bullets they have. But you see, bullets aren't the most effective weapon in a zombie apocalypse. First of all, Paul, you can't shoot the broadside of a barn. Oh, you don't know. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) But, uh, you know, really you're you're better off with, you know, a blunt weapon or an axe or something like that because you don't have to worry about misfires and reloading. The problem that you run into is what type of zombies are they? Are they your your George Romero, you know, shambling zombies, or are they, you know, a rage zombie? You know, one of those fast it's a rage zombie. Things. I'm screwed. I'm screwed. I might as well just like lie, shoot myself in the head or something. <laughs> you know, if die. they're a slow zombie, you're just sitting out on your porch, you know, sitting back, reading the comic books you took from the comic book store, and you know, <laughs> occasionally look up, shoot a zombie, go back to read, relax. Yeah, it, but like, you know, the problem is, is that you shoot that gun, and that calls more zombies. And more zombies. And the next thing you know, you're overrun. Yep. That's how it starts. You can't win the zombie apocalypse. Well, then you yes, go somewhere you can. else. How do All you right, win the, the zombie apocalypse, Jonathan? All right. The, the, the best skill you can have come the zombie apocalypse is social skills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I mean, seri- seriously, <laughs> like, like uh, who, win- who wins out in the zombie apocalypse? It's the person with the most charisma. Because they're the ones that are gonna—they're the well—they're the ones that are gonna draw the most people to them. They're the ones that are going to uh, command the most uh, respect and loyalty. And so you wouldn't have people turning on you, and you would have plenty of skilled people that are prepared to do what you know you guys all want to do on your own. Like I—I I don't need to be a good shot. What I need to do is befriend somebody who's a really good shot. I don't and just disagree. be smart, and just be smarter than him on all accounts, so that he's got he's got to rely on me because I'm the one that comes up with the plan. No, I, and I, what you can't do is you can't go all Walking Dead psycho at the drop of a dime. Like, like, hmm, I I asked for peas at dinner table and he gave me a dirty look. I think he's out to get me. Well, That's he most likely ridiculous. is. <laughs> I mean, it was a simple request, right? <laughs> why 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 did he do what he did? He's fucking with you, man. He's challenging your power. You have to put him down. You know, you you have to be you have to be the voice of reason. And uh I think uh that'll help, that'll go a long way in the zombie apocalypse. I don't know. I am totally not the voice of reason. I already I've already told my friends that if they even act a little funny, I'm just gonna assume they have the rage virus and shoot them. Now, for for those of you who are married, and you know, uh, you know, Jonathan, I guess you're you're uh, you're shacking up with a chick, so this conversation may have occurred. Okay, zombie apocalypse breaks out. You're at work. She asks you, "You're going to come get me, right?" No. <laughs> <laughs> Paul. No. <laughs> Wayne. I have to say the answer is yes for me, but it's more because I want to live in my house in the zombie apocalypse. I want to fortify my house or at least get my stuff. Okay, so (laughs) you take my stuff to a bigger house. Okay, so let me ask you this, Wayne. You get home before your wife. You need to secure your perimeter. She gets home later. Are you able to let her in? Of course not. Okay. She could be bit. She could be affected. <laughs> okay. All right. No, I, I, I got to be honest. Would I try? Uh, it, it it just depends on the. I would I would say you should come to me. I'll meet you halfway. 
maybe. <laughs> but think about how desperate the women get in a zombie apocalypse, Paul. Yeah, think about, think all about all how of the other women you'll get after six months in yeah. the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> well, I guess you being you know consolidating everything in your house and being worried about your privacy, you're not thinking about all the women out there like you know that are running for their lives that you could be their hero. And then you could, when you're done with them, you just push them outside. You just push them outside and they're gone. It's encouraging me to leave my wife be, but to save other women for random sex acts. Yeah, and then push them outside to the zombies. You keep them fed, they might not eat you. Just keep your options open, Paul. That's yeah, all Grand said. Theft Apocalypse. That's what that's what Wayne is suggesting. And <laughs> toss them to the zombies. <laughs> Take their money first. Well, you know, it's just important to think about these things now so that when you're in that situation, you're able to rapidly make the right decisions. It's important. That's 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 not a decision at all. It's a no brainer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, Aaron, what did you what was your answer? Well, you know, my wife asked me that question. You know, she, you know, so when the zombie apocalypse happens, you're coming for me, right? And I'm like, I, 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 I looked at her and very sincerely said, of course I will. <laughs> I, so, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Let's just be honest. The zombie apocalypse is inevitable. Oh, yeah. It's happening. It's happening. It I may mean, be happening right now while you're listening to this. So, Well, you know, the, the Rangers won the American League championship last night. So, you know true sign of the apocalypse it's happening it's happening so <laughs> brace yourself people so in case you haven't noticed we're not talking much about comics this episode <laughs> <laughs> no we're talking it's... about abandoning our wives during the zombie apocalypse <laughs> <laughs> speaking of abandonment i uh i saw paranormal activity two last night was it any good? I haven't seen Paranormal Activity number one, but uh, I see that it's streaming on Netflix now, so I'm gonna have to catch. Oh, up. it's so it's so scary, Aaron. Are you? Do I need you to come over and hold me while I'm watching it, Jonathan? I needed to be held while I was watching. <laughs> I was, I was so like I was shitting in my pants. No lie, like it was awful. Uh, and are you sure it's Paranormal Activity that's streaming on Netflix and not Paranormal Entity? Well, Don't fall into yeah. that trap. <laughs> I, I, I caught that, but no. Uh, within the last two weeks, Paranormal Activity started streaming. Just knowing that it's there on my Netflix scares me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Um, so Paranormal Activity, you know, they had all these. They had like showings all across America in different little, um, different in kind of like the major areas. Um, and they said, well, if enough people demand it, then we'll release it wide release. Well, I happened to catch it at one of those early screenings in Orlando at a midnight showing. And, you know, it was insane. Let, I mean, I'll be – they were showing it in five movie houses, all sold out. I mean, and it was, in the, it was an insane amount of people at this screening. So not a single open seat in the house, and the movie still hard, terrified me. I mean, it was – I, I think Paranormal Activity is probably one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. I really do. Hmm. Um, Wayne disagrees, so I'll let him get to his point in a minute. I've never seen it. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I, someone disagreed with me when I posted my review last year. They're like, you're just a dumbass, Paul. <laughs> I thought it was you because that's your – yeah, yeah. That, you that sounds I'd like Wayne. I'm a dumbass, but I've, no, I've never seen it. So yeah. I don't know. In all fairness, Paul, you are a dumbass. But I mean, I am. Continue. But I thought Paranormal Activity was scary as shit. And Jonathan agrees with me. 
Oh man, it, it it it's only the third movie that scares me. What are the other two? Uh, the Grudge and the Grudge Two. And uh, the Goonies. No. <laughs> and Alien, obviously, because they go. <laughs> I thought he was going to no, go with those... Big Adventure or something. <laughs> no, those those movies are fun. The Alien movies, but uh, no. In fact, I I own the Grudge and the Grudge Two. And I uh, had to shuffle the DVD boxes underneath my couch so that I don't accidentally look at the the box. <laughs> God, <laughs> you really are twelve years old, aren't you? <laughs> it the, just it's creepy, man. And then you start see if I go a long time without thinking about the grudge, I'm good to go. But once I start thinking about it, then I start thinking about it all day long and all night long and I'm in the shower and I'm creeped out and I'm in the bed and I'm creeped out. Oh, I just, it, and the, the, uh, the premise of paranormal activity, like you watch it and I'm not going to ruin too much of the first one since everyone has not, since most of, I guess you guys haven't seen it yet. Okay. So, you know, like you're watching it and you see the trailers and you're like, you know, Oh, well, as long as, you know, we're not going to go home because, you know, home's scary, but you know, the movie, it's like, you know, even if you're not home, you're fucked, is basically what they tell you in the movie. <laughs> so it's like, you know, we went back to a hotel room and I'm like, we're still fucked. It's still going to get us. Paranormal activity is going to get me and drag me into the closet. <laughs> uh, s- spoiler warning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the only, the only uh, good situation that could have come out of the first movie is if the dude just kicked that bitch to the curb. That, that yeah. would have been my move immediately. Like, uh, you got, you got to go woman. This is my house. <laughs> and you're not, you're not welcome anymore. <laughs> yeah. And th- th- that's where the abandonment comes from because paranormal activity two came out yesterday. Uh, we're recording this on Saturday. So, you know, it came out this past weekend. It's probably making buku bucks. Um, by, my wife and I saw it at the 21 and up over the over 21 and up theater. Does that mean that was, you get to watch it topless? <laughs> I wish, um, <laughs> but no, unfortunately, <laughs> but you know, it means I don't have to deal with stupid people texting and blah, blah, blah during the movie. So it was, you know, it was a pleasurable movie going experience. And the second one is just as scary as the first. I, I really thought it was just as good as the first. Um, and it's about a family, and I don't. Again, I don't want to go too much into spoiler territory. A family who is dealing with the same entity as the 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 couple from the first one, and the first one is very tied in to the second one. Um, and it, it was just a really well done film. But I will tell you because I had seen the first one, and there's so much in the second one that uh, you know that's similar. Like on the way home, I'm like you know that wasn't that scary. I'm not going to have any problems sleeping tonight. Well, let me tell you. I still had problems sleeping last night. I thought paranormal activity was all throughout the house, turning <laughs> over my cat's water bowl. Cause... <laughs> uh, it, uh, just just a credit to how good the first paranormal activity is, Wayne. Uh, I listened to Kevin Smith pretty much spoil that entire movie, so I sat down knowing what was going to happen and was still scared shitless. 
I'm tempted to rent it now, especially since uh, it's streaming. Yeah, I mean, I, I I highly recommend it, and you, it's one of those films you can watch with the wife because it's not like Saw. It's not like there's like bloody body parts flying all over the place. I mean, there's you very, don't watch Saw with the wife. Well, my wife just doesn't like Saw, but I mean, you know, there. I was saying their wives because their wives might not like bloody horror. Oh, so they like Tim. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they are just like Tim. Who, uh, despite being sacrificed, doesn't like horror. Well, he was given the opportunity to be here, chose not to be here, so he was sacrificed. Good point. That is exactly what happened. Tim said, you know, I have nothing to contribute because I don't like horror. So, But then you guys were like... But you don't contribute anything anyway. Could you still show up? (laughs) That's a good point. then, Then we're like, oh, you do have something to contribute. That virgin blood. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should enumerate the ways in which uh, Tim is a fail because he doesn't like horror. So what do you think? He's a little girl. What else? (laughs) You know, I I, I really wish he would have showed up because I really want to know why he doesn't like horror. Now, is he going to give us that macho answer like, well, I just don't think it's scary. (laughs) I just don't like it. The opposite. He thinks it's too scary. Because, you know, you sometimes see these macho guys and they're like, well, I don't ride roller coasters. Fuck roller coasters. I think they're stupid. Well, and the, the thing that I don't understand about his choice is that, you know, I, I played a zombie game with him and he seemed to enjoy it. And in our uh, RPG discussion, he was really interested in the supernatural uh, aspects of, of the universe that we're building there. So I, I'm curious as to what aspects of horror entertainment you know, such as, you know, comic books and, and movies that he doesn't like, but he seems to enjoy it in his role playing. So I, I, I think that would have been a fun conversation to have. But instead, we can only speculate. And I think it's because he pees a little bit when he gets scared. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, you guys have heard the, re- the reason why I don't do uh, haunted houses, haven't you? I didn't know there was a reason you don't do haunted houses. I don't listen to your podcast, Wayne. I'm sorry. I figured you probably didn't. It was another excuse to tell the story. There you go. So when I'm a teenager, a friend of mine is gathering a group of us together to go to a haunted trail. It's one of those, you know, you go out into the woods, they have this thing set up, and you're wandering through, you know, act through the woods while there are things jumping out at you here and there. And this is the point where I'm, I'm in this point in my teenage years where I'm dressing all in black. I've got my hair dyed black. I've got my earring. I've got my vampire fangs, my train. You know, basically it was, I was the wannabe goth at that point. And I've got a little flashlight in my pocket. And as we're walking through, I'm seeing everyone jumping out and it's, you know, it's really lame. And occasionally I'll, I'll be flashing a flashlight here and there in someone's eyes. Like there's a person, there's a person. Well, one person I didn't see at all. And I've all of my friends are around. This guy jumps out at me. I don't expect it at all. And out of pure reflex, I turn around and deck him right in the mouth. Just not even it wasn't intentional at all. It was pure reflex. But I laid the guy out on the ground and he's just he gets up and he's just kind of stumbling over his words. He's like, don't touch anyone else in here. And it was incredibly embarrassing because all of my friends are laughing at me. And and after that, I realized it's probably not a good idea for me to go to haunted houses if there's a chance I might punch people in the face. (laughs) I've I've gone to them a few times since, but uh, that's always in the back of my mind. It's not, you know, is someone going to jump out and scare me? It's 
the scary part for me is, am I going to punch someone in the face and go to jail for it? <laughs> <clears throat> now, you see, I can tell that story from the other side, having worked at uh, haunted houses and gotten punched in the face. I, I was by, work- uh, by Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks, Wayne. <laughs> Yeah, we we had this big vampire room, you know, where you where you walk in. I was working for the March of Dimes haunted house at the time, and you came in, and there are all these coffins lined across around the wall, and then one large coffin uh, in the center of the room. And so as you as you come in, the the coffin in the center of the room opens up, and Dracula pops up, and then all the other vampires come out of their coffins and, and move you out of the room into this very dark hall. And there's this kind of this little blind turn where then I would pop out also as a vampire. And uh, I scared this guy, and he, he did exactly what you did. He just punched me right in the face when he screamed. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so that was that was the, the fun and joy of getting punched. So it's no fun, Wayne. <laughs> it's not fun for the person doing the punching either. <laughs> he hurt yeah, I worked at a haunted house for a, for a day. It was – uh, I worked at – when I worked <laughs> at Six Flags, they had uh, they were doing their Fright Fest thing in October, and a lot of the people from the the vendor that they brought in to do it didn't show up one day. So they put the call out on the radios. If there's anybody that's that's free today that can come up and you know get in a costume and just do the haunted house thing for a day, and I'm like, I I was jumping at the opportunity. It's like, wow, that's the coolest thing ever. And I'll be the highest paid person in there because these guys get minimum wage at best. I go up there and I'm in uh, I'm in the haunted house for this day. And I find that if I stand against the wall and put my hands like flat against the wall, I can feel the vibrations as people are walking on the other side of the wall. So throughout the day, I'm getting this great chances to jump out at people and scare them. And, you know, I make it a point to, you know, you never go to scare the uh, the girls. You always want to scare their big, tough boyfriends because it's more fun to watch the boyfriends get scared than the girlfriends look at them and, you know, be like, you're such a pussy. <laughs> it's so much more fun. And the great thing was I knew the other guy that was in there and he was huge. He's just a monster of a person. So if I would jump out and it didn't scare them, like I jumped out at one guy and he's like, ooh, the other guy in the room would walk up behind him and is towering over him. And he'd turn around and here's this guy and he, you know, a huge monster of a guy just going, boo. It, it worked well. But then Tim Tim was uh, fired after one day for preemptively <laughs> punching the customers in the face. <laughs> <laughs> And screaming, I ain't going out like no punk bitch. (laughs) In Tim's defense, he did think they were mind-controlled. That's why he shot them. They had to go down. (laughs) You know, I, um, I, I, my big thing is I, because I'm a big Halloween guy, I like to go to as many haunted houses as I can every year. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I went to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and they have a park there called Carowinds. And uh, for Halloween, they turned it into Scarowin. Well, I went with a bunny of mine. And, uh, you know. You went with a bunny? A bunny, yeah. Oh, oh. I-, I went with a bunny, a Halloween bunny. And, um, you know, he was like, he was one of those tough guys in the houses. Like, I go through a house, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to go through a house, and if I get scared, I get scared. I'm just going to be fine. But he was one of those guys who would, like, if he knew someone was behind a wall, he'd hit the wall. Or if someone jumped out and screamed at him, he'd scream back at him. And it's like, ugh, you're ruining it for me. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't punch anybody in the face. 
but it's hard to get into the the groove. I I have to admit I've uh, I've been that guy. The last haunted house I went in, I had my vampire fangs in, and this girl in costume is kind of following us around trying to do the creepy thing, and I turn around and just you know hiss at her, just turn around and. <laughs> with the vampire fangs out and raising my hands and she stumbles back and falls on the ground. And years later I'm thinking about, it, I was like, wow, that was a really dick move at the time. I'm like, ha, I scared the people of the haunted house. They're being paid to scare me. Yeah. I was a dick. Yeah. You're still kind of a dick because you told oh, yeah. that story with such excitement. <laughs> <laughs> well, be comforted that you didn't hit her in the face. <laughs> you wanted that to. It's true. That's just that part of the, the story that he left out. The yeah. guy, I, the guy I decked was—he wasn't hurt by it or anything. He was just completely stunned. I, I was lucky. If it were would have been someone smaller, they could have actually hurt them when they fell. You, you never know. They could have pressed charges. That is assault. Yeah, they have. Uh, apparently, you know, when I go to Universal Studios, uh, they they have like all these cop cars and ambulances and stuff, and, and like a lot of people get scared and like have heart attacks and stuff they're like no this is for <laughs> the actors who get punched in the face and yeah you know that these these tough guys who just want to beat them down because they scared them this is great mean. i've never heard any other stories about people anyone oh, other yeah. than me you know jumping oh, it happens all the time someone in the face I, I, in high school i worked for the march of dimes every year you know uh donating my time and uh, we were always getting decked by, you know, guys. And I, I, I honestly, I don't think it's a, a, a situation where the people are scared. I think it's, hey, here's a guy who's scaring me. I can get away with punching him. I, mean, I, <laughs> I honestly think that that's what it was because it was always the same kind of guys. You know, it was always a bunch of, bunch of fucking rednecks who, you know, are trying to show off for their girls. <laughs> you yeah, know. Wayne, you're a fucking redneck. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you said trying to show off for girls. Back then, I didn't have enough uh, anything to be able to get a girl to go there with me. No, he's, that that wasn't happening. He's saying he had a small penis. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, it, 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 they, they, no they, argument. Had. <laughs> 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 I just assumed you've had that penoplasty surgery. So yeah. that sounds like it would hurt. I might punch the doctor. <laughs> but you know they, they they were all feeling real badass until the security guards showed up and you know frog marched them out of the building. Yeah. So in my case, it was pure reflex. I was yeah, you know, it was the teenage years. And I was bad about that when something would startle me. The first instinct is to swing out at it. Yeah. That wasn't the first person I had ever hit that had startled me. It was just the first time I'd done it in a public place and I didn't know the person I was punching. It bothers me a little bit that your first instinct is to swing out at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When I get scared, my first instinct isn't to necessarily punch something in the face. Maybe is it yours like be. mine, Polly, where your first instinct is like to cringe, get away, like <laughs> Yeah. It's like let me see. Yeah, that that that's me. Run. And my that's my, my first instinct. My first instinct is to shove the closest person to me towards frightening <laughs> me. <laughs> I mean, it's the fight or flight instinct. You know, when that instant hits, the adrenaline's running. You're either going to lash out or you're going to run. Sounds like you guys are going to run, which is probably the smarter thing to do. Run after pushing someone else into the danger, which is the ultimate smarter thing to do. <laughs> So I have uh, just finished reading the uh, Jonathan Mayberry Patient Zero book. 
which is about a a terrorist plot to infect the world with a zombie virus. That was really good. Have, have any of you guys read any of his novels? No. Jonathan Mayberry. Um, he's you know also a comics writer, and there are a lot of comic references in the book. And I, I, I won't spoil the book for anybody, but really very good. And apparently, it's the first book in a series uh, for this character. It's because it's called a Joe Le- Joe Ledger novel, but uh, really very good in terms of zombie fiction. Uh, and there's a lot of good zombie books out there right now. Um, I, I recently read uh, Day by Day Armageddon, which is also a, a, the first in a series of, of uh, zombie apocalypse fiction. Forget who the author is, but also very good. And what I find interesting about Day by Day Armageddon is it's told first person. The main character is military and he's on leave when everything goes south and uh, he's all on his own. But the and, and I can't figure out if this is an, an in, the intent of the author or if the author is blind to it, but the main character is fundamentally flawed. You know, he he's he's kind of a, a sociopath, and I'm not sure that the author is aware of that when he's writing it because he does frame the character as the protagonist, but I, I keep thinking. Yeah, this is the kind of guy who's going to survive. And the, and the reason why I say I'm not sure that it's the author's intent is that there's no revelation of that in the book, and none of the other characters in the book observe it. So it's kind of interesting to me uh, the way it's written. But Day by Day Armageddon and uh, Patient Zero, uh, I, I highly recommend in terms of zombie fiction. Have any of you read any of the the new series of books that are remakes of old ones with zombies. Like my wife read and really enjoyed pride, prejudice and zombies. Mm-hmm. I haven't read them, but I'm familiar with them. The only one I've read is uh, Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter. And that's not really a remake. That's just a new book. Hello. <laughs> Paul, Paul just killed the show. I, uh, I'm sorry. I, it's not I, a remake. I, Shit. I, I was just thinking about Abe Lincoln slaying vamps. <laughs> I, am I talking about a book that no one has heard of? I've heard of it. You've talked uh, about it before. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 why the quiet? I don't know. I don't. Lack know. of caring. <laughs> why'd you ask the question? <laughs> anyway, get on with your story, Wayne. I don't have a story. I was just wondering if anyone else had read any of those books. Aaron was talking about books. Jesus Christ! This is why we talk about comic books. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read any of them. <laughs> wonder if anyone else had. <laughs> no, I have not read any of them. Wayne. You expect me to be going somewhere with that, Paul? <laughs> well, you know, there's a difference between conversation and podcast conversation. <laughs> the last idea I threw out was what's everyone's preferred method of, uh, you know, of Armageddon. And that lasted us a 20-minute conversation. Just trying to throw those softballs out to you guys. Let you guys deal with it while I sit back and listen. Yeah, that, that that didn't work. Sorry. Not, not this time, no. <laughs> it worked well last time. Yeah, we're, we're going to leave that in the show just to let everyone know that you're not the brains of this podcast. I'm totally going to leave that in the show. <laughs> like anyone believes that. <laughs> Do you guys – here's a topic that we can discuss. We'll see about we'll see. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul, lay your topic on us. Bam. Um, do you guys read any comics that could be constituted as horror? 
Um, Walking Dead. No. Most of what they've done with uh, The Incredible Hulk lately. <laughs> I said hor- not horrible. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I guess I can't say anything about Superman then. <laughs> well, it, no, what, I think uh, Walking Dead's probably the only, only one I can think of. I used to read Hack Slash and really enjoyed it. But it was uh, a guy at work was the one that was buying that one. And he quit buying comic books, so I quit reading it. But The I, Walking Dead is not horror. It is as much as any zombie movie is. And zombie movies aren't horror. What are they? Uh, zombie movies? Yeah. Uh, generally, they're like action-adventure movies. Then what to you is a horror movie if a zombie movie isn't a horror movie? Paranormal yeah, activity. Just- <laughs> 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 uh, um, uh, you know, it's just like I don't believe the, the alien movies are horror movies. I believe they're action science fiction movies. Anytime, anytime you've got, anytime the heroes have guns and are are <laughs> are gunning down the uh, the monster, it's not horror. Well, I mean, the point is you're gunning them down, but they're going to keep coming. I mean, it's not like they're successfully defeating all of the zombies. I mean, yeah, I'll give you a Resident Evil. I don't think those are horror movies because I just uh, I had free tickets to Resident Evil 3D. A couple weeks ago, and no, that wasn't a horror movie. That was action. See, I would I, w- I would disagree with you, Jonathan. I, I certainly the the sequels I don't think were horror movies, but I think Alien is a horror movie because even though the the you know humans in the film, the good guys, have guns, they are completely powerless in this against this unknown entity that they're fighting. Okay, uh, I can I can I can agree with that, but I, I think you're absolutely right. Aliens and the subsequent movies are science fiction. You know, they are they're they're action adventure films. But that first one, boy, that first movie I remember seeing it the first time scared the pee out of me. I don't know. I guess I have a wider range of category my horror than you guys do. Because I consider films like Jaws. I even consider Jurassic Park a horror film. The uh, first one. What? Not Jurassic. I do. The first Jurassic Park I consider right. a horror film. Okay, right. so I guess it, it is a monster movie, except the monsters are. You know, no, actual no, no, no. beings, no. although so, what so, we saw in the movie wasn't, you know, accurate at all. But. So, Paul, Charlie Brown's Christmas horror film? <laughs> How is that? No, that's completely the other end all of right, the spectrum. Wait, wait, now, hold, hold on, hold on, Paul. Yeah. So, you're going to tell me a horror movie will have a score like... Like John Williams orchestration. <laughs> I, I totally don't know why you need something to do your music. I don't music. even know what movie you're referencing. You know, the Jurassic, Park, the Jurassic Park theme, like when they first see the dinosaurs, and it's like this this upbeat orchestration of like wonder. Like that, yeah, that's it's all set up for them rampaging and eating people. Yeah, no, it's, only it's, some it's, of them are rampaging the people. You know, I, I don't think that Jurassic Park qualifies as a horror film because there, in a horror film, in a horror genre, there's really a lot that can't be explained. And they explain so much during that movie, which gives them some level of control. In a horror film, you've really got no control. You know, you're 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 str- you're depends on the horror film. I mean, you know, they explain why the grudge happened. You know, that's all explained. You know, they a lot. Yeah, know. but but what makes the grudge horrifying is that you can't stop it. Like, 
You it, can't stop a Tyrannosaurus you, Rex unless you but, have a nuclear bomb. The nuclear a nuclear bomb would stop the Grudge. So, oh, or a oh, really wait, small what, door it, that he can't fit through. <laughs> well, and I, I think that the atmosphere in Jurassic Park. I mean, you know, you think about uh, how. Jeff You're, Goldblum was in Jurassic Park. It's not a horror movie. It had Jeff Goldblum in it. Yeah, Just but, say it. But would you consider The Fly to be a horror movie? That had Jeff Goldblum. That's a horror movie. I consider Jurassic Park. I agree. I, mean, I think The you Fly know, Yes, there is a, a bright, sunny beginning, and then once the shit hits the fan, it's all rainy and scary, no, and monsters it's, are it's, chasing people and I, eating but people. It's, but it's not, okay, but it's so, not scary. Like, like... It's I don't think cool it's horror. This dinosaur, like I saw that movie as a kid, Paul. Don't forget, I'm the youngest one on this cast. He's 12 like, years old. He can still Jura- trick or treat in Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Jurassic when Jurassic Park came out, I was very young, and I just thought the movie was badass. It, like it, no no scary factor at all. I mean, back I then, think there, there are certainly points in that movie that startle you. You know, oh, but, but I, that's I, cheap. Yeah, exactly. I agree. It's not. It's not a horror film. I mean, there's not that moment in the movie where you know you just feel you know desperate and exhausted, and that there's no hope because there you do have that feeling through the movie that there's hope, and ho- horror should really tear hope from you. Yeah, Paul. All right, Independence Day <laughs> horror movie. Independence no. Day is actually the first movie that I've ever watched that I had that sense okay. of wow, they might actually destroy the Earth and everyone on it. Yeah, I wouldn't call horrifying. it a horror movie. No, it's a sci-fi movie. But he, Aaron just mentioned that loss of hope, and that was the first movie I ever had that in in theaters. Not See, at all a horror movie in any way. You I need to watch Magnolia. That Magnolia strips away all hope. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of horror movies still have hope. I think there are plenty of horror movies that still have hope. You know, I mean, that if if that is your definition of horror movies, then what about films like? You know, Final Destination, or yeah, I'm, I'm looking at my DVD collection, The Exorcist. You know, you have hope that the priest is going to save the day. It doesn't feel hopeless, but it does feel hopeless. You you have those moments in the in the in the film where it's like this is going to this is just as awful as it can get. It can't get any worse. And you don't have that watching Jurassic Park. Like, holy shit! There's a Tyrannosaurus Rex about to eat some children. No, because of the way no. it's shot, it feels well, and it's a Spielberg movie. I mean, so? you know, well, so was Jaws and Jaws, I think, is a horror movie. I, I will agree with you. But Spielberg was very new in his uh, film craft at that time. In Jurassic Park, it does feel like an amusement park ride. Yeah. And you know? let's face it. The T-Rex, you keep going back to the T-Rex there. T-Rex wasn't the bad guy in the movie. The T-Rex got to do the heroic entrance and save everyone. The Velociraptors were, were the, you know, scary if you yeah, but were scared there, by right. anything, creatures. See, the, the, different, the difference between, like, take a movie like Jurassic Park and take a movie like uh, Jaws. Okay, Jurassic Park, like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm watching it, and I was, like, blown away. So, like, you're watching it, like, even the dinosaurs that are trying to eat people are just like, wow, that looks so cool. Like, a shark is a shark, man. Like, yeah. you're not, you're not, like... Wow, look at how cool that shark looks. You're like, that's just scary. Like, it's that, you know. I don't know. I, I, I <laughs> see, this was a good topic, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, 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 agree, I, agree, <laughs> I agree that Jaws is a horror film. I mean, 
how long was it when before people started going back in the water? You know, it, it actually affected business at beaches when Jaws came out. You know, folks were scared in that, from that movie. It, As they should be. That, we don't belong in the ocean, Aaron. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> well, now people are terrified of dinosaurs because of Jurassic Oh, oh no. <laughs> don't go near that dinosaur. Yeah, but but dinosaurs are so wondrous and people want to see them. Like, that. that's like – Yeah. Even, I think you're right. Even, I think, even I think given that there's a Jurassic Park movie and people are like, well, look at how that was. If that theme park really existed, people would go. Yeah, yeah, I found it funny. Dinosaurs got out. <laughs> you know, I found it funny you were talking about the movies on your shelf that you found to be horror movies. I never thought of Final Destination as a horror movie. I thought it was just an action survival movie. Uh, Final Destination is one of those movies that's supposed to be horror, but you just can't get past the fact you're like, man, death is wacky. Like there it's were like, a lot of things in like wacky ways 90s. to kill a guy. <laughs> there were a lot of things like the '90s and the 2000s that were like that, where they were. You know, the 80s, it was pretty clear-cut. You had Freddy Krueger, you had Jason Voorhees, things like well, that. Well, it was you just series... Yeah, and you had the series that continued going on and on. I can't think of a series that's come out of the 90s or 2000s like that. And you have a lot more of those where you're watching it. Saw isn't horror. Saw is torture porn. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you people? I think the first <laughs> Saw movie is horrific. I, I, I That first Saw movie uh, affected me a great deal. I... I I don't care for the subsequent films, but the first saw when, you know, just the, the three guys in the room, you know, two guys in a body, that is fantastic. And it, it it's scary. That's intense. For one time. Why I agree. It's, saw it's, not it's, a torture. it's torture porn. It's no, a whole category on. in and of itself. It's all about watching the grotesque and watching and torturing people. And there's a whole series of movies that they've done like that based off of like Saw. There are other movies that they've done that with. I don't consider any of that horror. It's not It's not a horror. It's not freaky. It's okay. torture porn. I don't Watching think we're necessarily in talking in the same terms because I'm not talking about how I feel about a film. Like I think it's not horror because it's – Pornographying, porn, whatever the hell. Pornographicating. <laughs> Torture. I, I mean, if, if I can go to Blockbuster Video and under horror, I can find Saw, I consider Saw horror. So because Blockbuster Video said so. And by the way, what the fuck are you doing at a Blockbuster Video, Paul? If I can go to Netflix streaming and Saw is listed <laughs> under horror. <laughs> I, I, uh, but that doesn't. That dude, like, Devil's Rejects is listed under horror. I mean, come on. Yeah, and you're right on that one. I do not consider Devil's Rejects a horror. No. But I consider House of it's a Thousand a comedy. Corpses a horror. It's a comedy. House of a Thousand Corpses was also a comedy. I laughed through both of those movies. I love them. <laughs> wow. And they consider the Interview with the Vampire to be a horror movie. It's a horror movie. I, I just don't see that. It, it wasn't... They didn't try to scare you at any point. No, it was just a homoerotic emo adventure. Which exactly. made it horrific. <laughs> you know, it gets to as much as I did enjoy that movie, it does get into my pet peeve with vampires. Vampires are one of my favorite monster type creatures, and they have just gone down the stupid shit path in the last few years with vampires. Vampires should not glitter. Vampires should well, not I wonder be what we can blame for that. Movie. It goes further back than Twilight. Vampires should not be a love interest. 
A vampire is a soulless creature that wants to kill you. Okay, it doesn't, hold on. It doesn't want to date you. It wants to kill you Have and you eat you. Dracula, Wayne? Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to... He, the, vampires he wanted are to all you. about the romance. He wanted that booty sex. <laughs> yeah, but there was nothing... It Like... It, you watch Bram Stoker's Dracula. There was nothing sexy about that Dracula. Nothing sexy about Gary Oldman, except for the fact that he's Gary Oldman. Well, the, plenty of women found Gary Oldman sexy in that film. Plenty of women. I'm pretty sure plenty of men did too. <laughs> especially, especially at the, at the part where he's uh, on the street and he's got the like the top hat and the little little glasses and stuff. He's so pimp in that movie. Anyway. <laughs> Plenty of men, including Jonathan. Is that Gary Oldman sexy in that movie? Well, he liked his uh, purple sunglasses. <laughs> that version of Dracula, very much a fashion guy. You know, he always had some kind of special outfit. You yeah, don't see yeah. the, you don't see that Dracula falling in love with with a mortal without the intention of turning them into a vampire and well to be with them forever. Blood. Yeah, that's what that it, it it was just like Twilight. Dracula is Twilight. Oh, oh. <laughs> you totally physically is. hurt me with that statement, Paul. No, seriously. What Dracula is all about, he he finds the, inc- the this woman who he believes is the reincarnation of his lost love, and he wants to turn her to make her his. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Team Edward doesn't go killing everybody like Dracula does, but that is his, you know, the, it's all about the love. I think with that single phrase, you've just discounted this whole podcast, this whole episode. <laughs> wow. I just need someone to explain to Dracula that reincarnation is bullshit. That's that's the conversation <laughs> that needs to be had. So he can move on. He needs to move on. I think I – think, all right. With, when it comes to vampires, one of the things that's supposed to be horrific is like you're being stripped of your humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As I've said with the Incredible Hulk <laughs> – like, like that story is just uh, – I don't know. I'm tired of that story about losing your humanity, especially when they make you so damn cool. Like, yeah. I'm just like, oh, being a vampire is not so bad. <laughs> like, like uh, I'd, I'd stay up all night, play MMOs. What's well, you up? know, I, I, I think – One of the uh, – and I talked about it on last year's Halloween episode, uh, the Brian Lumley series of Necroscope books, which you know are largely about vampires, and one of the the vampires in the book, you know, he he comes across as you know very powerful and, and enigmatic and whatnot, and he'll he convinces, oh yeah, I'll turn you into a vampire, I'll turn you into a vampire, come live with me forever, and then you know essentially rapes you of everything that that you have, and then doesn't deliver. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make you a vampire. You've done all this stuff for him. It doesn't make you a vampire. Instead, he just eats you. That's what I find so horrific about vampires and, you know, monsters in general and why I love horror. It's that it's that fear, you know, that you are just powerless, uh, you know, against these adversaries. I, 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 I like the grudge. And, yep. and, and I have <laughs> never se- I've never seen the grudge, so I can't comment on that. But I don't know why I enjoy that thrill of, of the fear. But uh, horror is one of my favorite genres. You know what I love most about horror? And, and it is that fear. It's, you know, we were going to see Paranormal Activity 2 last night, and I don't know if you guys get this, but I do. It's like you're waiting around in the lobby or whatever to, before you see the film, and you're like, you know what? Now that I'm here, I don't know if I want to see this. I don't know if I want to be scared. Yeah. You know, you, you I don't get, get that, that like, in the lobby. I get, I get that actually when I'm in the seat. 
when I'm already in the theater and it's getting ready to come on, then I have that thought of, do I really want to see this? I don't. I don't typically get that just because when I go to a horror movie, I'm looking to see something cool, not something scary. So it depends. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, modern horror films like most of them aren't scary. You know, when I see a regular horror film, when I see Saw 3D, I'm not going to be like, "Ooh, maybe this is going to terrify me." But Paranormal Activity 2, a true scary film. Well, you know, I, the, the, all right, to go back to the Saw movies, they're horrific on a different level. Like it. Like, I don't view it, it like Wayne says, as torture porn as much as I think it's horrific uh, on, a like, an introspective level. Where it's just like, what if I was in this situation? Like, mm-hmm. would I be able to crawl through, you know, broken uh, broken needles to to get to something that's going to help me live? Like, that that's what puts it in the horrific territory. It's, it's very different from most, most other horror movies in that way. In the same way that I felt... Uh, cabin fever was where at the time i was dating this girl and i was very uncomfortable throughout cabin fever because i'm like what if that was my girlfriend who was like rotting away like what do you do like i you know because you know i was in love you know but <laughs> like it <laughs> i mean you know, i mean well because I, I look i look at that relationship now it's just like fucker but <laughs> you know, like at, at, when you're when you're there in that situation you're just like man like that's that's a tough situation no, I agree. So when when you're thinking about a, a horror film and scary and whatnot, what what criteria do you apply for it to be a good horror film that the movie did its job? I'm scared. You know, but, it depends. Uh, I don't need to be scared to think a film is good. To think, a, you know, it depends on the type of horror film. I'm not going to be scared at a slasher film. I haven't been scared at a slasher film since I was like 13. But I've enjoyed them, you know. So I like Hatchet. Hatchet wasn't scary at all, but I love the movie. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I think I don't think horror films are typically scary nowadays. To be honest with you, now is 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 that a failing on the movie's part, or is it just that the genre has moved a different way and that you still enjoy them? I think the genre has moved a different way. I think there is still room for scary films. There, there's plenty of room for scary films. I mean, you know, Paranormal Activity was this big blockbuster hit because it was scary. You know, it was filmed for like $10,000, so it's not like it needed to be a beautiful film. It was handheld cameras, but it was scary. Now, I, you know, Jonathan, I think, has has made his case that Paranormal Activity is, is uh, you know, one of the scariest movies he's seen. Am I, am I summarizing you correctly, uh, Jonathan? That is correct. So, Paul, what's one of the scariest movies you've seen? What, what, what lives with you? What haunts you? Well, other than Paranormal Activity, obviously. Um, the original Exorcist. Yeah, me too. Which I did not see. I did not see the original Exorcist until they re-released it as the version you've never seen, Uh which I think was back in 2000. So what was I? I was, you know, over 20. Same same with me, Paul, although I wasn't over 20. Uh. You know, we constantly hear about that movie around here because the original events happened here in St. Louis. I mean, you can actually – well, you can't go in because that wing of the hospital is completely – you know, closed off, but it still exists. They haven't torn down the building, and they won't do anything with that. You know, with that wing of it, it's just condemned basically. So it's a big talking point, especially around Halloween around here. That that's one of St. Louis's few big claims to fame is that the events that triggered Exorcists are here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, I, that, I, that movie terrified me. Terrified me. I didn't but find I it saying, scary. Oh man! I found it scary as shit. 
I saw that movie for the first time back in high school, and I, I own it on DVD, and that movie messes me up. I mean, it, it will wake me up in the middle of the night after having having seen it. I mean, it, it and I, you know, it pay it plays to my religious beliefs, and you know, because you know, you you can uh, you can see vampires all day long in the movie theater, but that exorcism shit's real. <laughs> I you know, yeah. demons and devils, man. I, I that that uh, I, that messes with me. I, I think it has a lot to do with like sort of like the era that you grew up in and things like that and what you saw when you were younger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Paul saw it the way he was over 20, but like, you know, I think about my mom who really got me into the horror genre to begin with, you know, she raised me as a single mom. So I was the only one around to watch horror movies with her. Uh-huh. So I watched a lot of, a lot of things that I shouldn't have been watching at a very, very young age. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think back to like Candyman, which I saw when I was five, and I've never gone back to watch it because I'm too frightened. Like, uh, <laughs> it's you know, but I'm I'm pretty sure if I did watch it today, it wouldn't affect me. Just like my mom was able to watch all of those movies, all the horror movies, and not be affected. But if the original Psycho is on, she can't watch it. Right, and that's not scary at all. Yeah, and you're right. I think that you know, horror is a product of its time, and what, what's scary now, you know, paranormal activity isn't going to be scary in 20 years. Um, I think well, it maybe will. I, I think, I, I think you know, I, I think there are certain movies that do transcend time, and I think Exorcist is one of them. And maybe it's because it's you know, demonic stuff, because uh, mm-hmm. that, that seems to be the common thread. Because um, I think there's a big part of that. It's the not just that it's dem- demonic, and there is a belief structure there, but the fact that. This movie was based on events that are said to have actually happened. There's that creepiness of, yeah, it's a movie, yeah, there's special effects, and it didn't happen anything like this. But there's that creepiness factor of something really happened to inspire this movie that I'm watching, and there's a lot of really creepy things going on on the screen. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, what scared me the first time I saw it. Scared the shit out of me. Blair Witch Project. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend who was convinced for years afterwards that Blair Witch Project was real. And it's like I brought her I brought her over, I brought up interviews with the actors afterwards. And it's like here's the actors interviewing. Well, yeah, they found people that looked kind of like them because they didn't have all the footage. <laughs> It's like, no, they made this up. Here's the director explaining how he did it. Did you guys uh did you guys ever hear the uh the Smodcast episode where he's talking about his Kevin Smith's talk about his wife seeing the Blair Witch Project. Huh. Yeah. Uh it's uh it's pretty funny. You should listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> so did anyone else see Blair Witch 2? I did. Yeah. I uh I bought the two basically the box set that had both of them. It was such a disappointment. I mean, I I think I'm one of the few people that actually kind of enjoyed the second movie, but after the first one what they tried to do with the second one, it just, it was a huge, huge disappointment. It just didn't. Yeah, it was like a different movie. It wasn't cre- creepy. You remember that last scene of Blair Witch where, uh, you know, the camera has fallen down. They're in the basement. Camera's yeah. falling down. You can hear someone being killed. And then there's the figure standing over in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, the wife and I go see that movie that night. We go home. Middle of the night, I can hear her kind of, you know, I'd gotten up to go to the bathroom. I could hear her kind of rousing around. So I go and I stand in the corner. 
my friend that was convinced it was real. We used to do that to her all the time. Oh, She'd God. come in a room and we'd be standing in a corner. My wife freaked out. And I got in so much trouble. <laughs> and that's why she's your first wife. <laughs> well, my friend that was convinced it was real actually used to do parties out in the woods. And after that, it was at least a year and a half before she would throw another middle of the woods bonfire party because she was too freaked out to go into the woods. Tell me where you are, Josh. Tell me where Josh. you are. <laughs> All right. So you... Aaron and you, Wayne, have homework. You need to watch Paranormal Activity before, so we can talk about it on next week's show. Yes, sir. I can do that. On the show. On the big show. So, uh, Walking Dead, a graphic novel that I think all of us on the show love, uh, comes out. Well, yeah, because, you know, know, Tim's dead inside. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) the uh, AMC television series uh, starts on Halloween. I am so excited about that. I mean, I I really hope they don't ruin it. It has gotten really good advanced press. <laughs> really good advanced press. So I'm hopeful that it's going to stay true. And I know Kirkman has been heavily involved with the program. So yeah. you know. I like some of the things he's had to say about it, too. I mean, he said specifically, this is not the same story from the comic. Yes, it's based on it. Yes, you're going to see a lot of the same characters and a lot of it play out. But if they adapted this page for page from the comic, you'd know everything that was going on, and there'd be no point to doing it. Right. And it would also have to be on, uh, you know, HBO. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, and around for about ten years at least. Yeah, I, I'm encouraged. You know, AMC has put out uh, a lot of quality programming over the last couple of years. I, I am, I'm really stoked. I think this is going to be good stuff. And with having Darabont working on the uh, producing and directing, I, I think just nothing but good stuff is going to come from this. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll get our press copy in the mail sometime before it airs. I'm, I'm, I'm just dying to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers <laughs> crossed. That's right. That's right. Well, big plans for Halloween. Uh, you know, I think we're giving out candy, uh, Wayne and I. Uh, Paul, you, you sometimes have your big Halloween festival at your house. Are you doing that this year? Uh, you know, I'm actually not doing the Halloween thing this year. Um, I wanted to, but I decided, you know, I'm going to take the money instead and try to hit as many haunted houses as I can this month. Um you know, I, Paul, uh, Paul decided he could get dressed up and drunk without anybody there. He really doesn't have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He didn't have to buy all of his friends liquor. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Screw those mooches. But um, no, I, I don't know what I'm actually doing on Halloween night. I would love to watch The Walking Dead on Halloween night. I think as, as exciting as it is that it's airing on Halloween night, at the same time, it's like, you know, a, a lot of the people who would watch it, you know, the people who are really looking forward to it, might be doing something on Halloween. Night. Yeah. Um, you know, so I have a couple I, I th- friends that don't have cable. They're trying to convince me to throw a walking dead party on Halloween night. Just so every, not like a costume party or anything. They just all want to come over and watch my TV. Cause they don't have cable. <laughs> I was about to say, who the fuck doesn't have cable anymore? Me. Actually, a lot of, I know a lot of people that don't at this point, they're getting all of their TV off of Netflix and they're, you know, they're trying to save money and they're like, why would I get cable when I can watch all this stuff streaming? Exactly. So they have Netflix, but not cable. Yeah, they'll have Netflix, they'll do Hulu, they'll do all the streaming things, and that takes care of any of their TV needs. Netflix is less TVs. expensive. 
A lot. Yeah, they, they complain about TV being coming out so slowly anyway. They'll just watch a season all at once instead of week by week. I It blows me away because I still watch, you know, I still have shows that I record on the DVR, but more and more people seem to be going that route of saying, screw regular TV. I'm not going to pay for cable when I can buy Netflix. Well, along those lines, I've dumped uh, all of my movie channels except HBO because of the availability of Netflix and which you can see streaming. So, uh, I mean, I love that they've got whole seasons of shows out there on the streaming. It's great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And now that they've updated the Wii and the PS3, so you don't need to put the disc in to play Netflix. It's the streaming just got even better. Well, and I hate to verbalize this because I feel like someone will figure it out. Um, I dropped the stars movie channel because all of the movies that are on stars, are streaming on Netflix because of their relationship with Netflix. Mm-hmm. So why am I paying for the Stars movie channel when even their series are available for streaming on Netflix? And so, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to stop paying for it over here, and I'm just afraid, you know, Stars is going to figure that out. <laughs> you know the only the only problem with Stars on Netflix, you can't watch it with your buddies. Oh, it doesn't let you uh, do a party on that? No, that really bothers me. I wonder why they do that. Yeah, because they're assholes. I don't know what, what you want me to say, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just, I, I just don't understand what the what the logic is behind that. I would think that I would think that if you're if you're going to make it available on Netflix and you've made that choice, that you would want to make it as enjoyable an experience for your viewer as possible. I agree. So I don't get that. In the event the zombie apocalypse happens over the next several days. And the national infrastructure collapses, and we can't get online to record our podcast. I just want you to know that it was good podcasting with you guys. You know, I would be really pissed if that would happen because there's a lot of miniseries I'm reading now that there'd be no end, you know, no reading the end to. That's actually, I've had that thought. My biggest concern <laughs> about an apocalypse is not getting the end of my TV and comic miniseries. Well, and I've had that similar thought, but it was around, you know, what what if the world ends before uh, the last episode of Lost? And then we had the last episode of Lost and, uh, you know, the world could have ended. i still haven't seen the last episode lost spoilers spoilers no none of that (laughs) okay well you go watch the last episode of lost and uh we'll expect to see you back next week jonathan i don't expect it I will. Uh, I will. Do- Aren't you guys talking about comics next week? Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that's gonna be a lot of work. You oh, know, I've got like on. five. I've got five weeks of comics on red. <laughs> hold on, we're gonna talk about comics and boobs. Okay, I'll be there. <laughs> and paranormal activity. Okay, yeah, I can talk about that too. And probably I was gonna say we should just tell him we're gonna talk about magic, and then he'll show up, and then never talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan, we had to trim it out of the show for time. <laughs> oh. All right, you guys have a good week. All right, everybody. Don't forget, stay in the light. Stay in the light? What kind of a, what kind of advice is that? Have you never seen Darkness Falls? No. Oh, uh, God, that movie's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was hoping, I was hoping you were at least making a they reference, which is also an awful movie, but... Oh, Paul... All right. Well, forget it. Bye. <laughs> Podcast theme music graciously provided by Mark Andrew Pope. For more information, visit markandrewpope.com. 
Funny Books with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. No Spider-Man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast. Here's your peep.